cast station, you have the uh, anchor station. They are constantly moving all the time. Also, then I use the HMS International and the Apostle Paul Seaside Sports Cockpit Caddy Bar. You will see a lot of those shows on there. Also, if you get a chance to look further into there, you see the little one, which is an international also. I see they have a program that takes place here. Uh, they have an actual uh, YouTube show called uh, Live in the Water. Uh, you get a chance to see her and what she's doing. She's not out of the picture in order to see what she's doing now. She's in the picture. She's doing her own thing. Now we felt it was time to release her and let her continue to do her work without a cohort. They don't want to stifle them on the region. That's kind of the, you know, trying to hold them. It's like a bird wants to develop certain types of things that tend to fly. We want to get them out of the nest. Let them fall a little bit. Let them clap a little bit. But we want to make sure we're right there to help them in the midst of whatever proclivity or the circumstance that we run to while they're going forth and doing the work that she's about. Very interesting work from some place uh, taking place over here. In the book of Luke, chapter 5, it's going to be a possibly a four part series. I'm going to try to hold it a four part series, but there's so much that's in here in just the whole chapter itself that we're going to focus on the first five verses. We're going to see some things that's very interesting that pertains to our own life and how sometimes we find ourselves falling short once the proverbial command, the word comes through the mouth of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, we ignore it. And then, you know, we kind of go our own way, do our own thing. Begin to get stifled, we get stagnant, and we don't move because nothing's flowing because we're obedient like the king of the fourth generation of the city. You know, the word of God tells us, you know, when we, when we hear things that, that doesn't quite line up with what we hear and it don't feel like it's a part of what we hear, you know, the word of God says, I do foolish things. You know, the Bible declares that he who has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. You take the word of God, you begin to look at your own, uh, excuse me a minute. You begin to look at it from your own point of view. And the word of God tells us, simple, lean not to your own, but acknowledge God in all his ways. Because whenever we look at things from a natural point of view, it's just foolish. It's foolish. It seems crazy to us. Hold on. Let me see that. And God said, I'm a God that does foolish things and I accomplish things I do through foolishness. And so I profound the wise. So God does some miracle things with us. And sometimes we don't understand what he's doing, but yet we still, we still obey and understand. It says in Matthew chapter 7. 64 through 56, the entire path, the world path. God wants to compress you. He never wants you to lead to your understanding how you feel things should be. He's going to do something totally out of character from what you want you to do. It seems to you that the work you have you is doing more than what you can do. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we bless you for this opportunity. As we come to your throne, Father, we look over the world, watch over the mouth of the street. As we begin to bring forth the voice of your people, watch our testimony, understand that their life is open up their hearts and their minds and their ears. Spiritual understanding as we shut down the education, Father God, to give us revelation from the spirit, from the spirit of the Lord, Father God, through the Holy Ghost. That may we learn and understand, Father God, in this time and season, Father God, we have to understand and hear what you're saying as being your servants, Father, as we go and do this in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We honor you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray, Lord, amen. Some very interesting stories, uh, if not stories of uh, prophecy. And the Word of God, when you take time to look into the Word of God, you see a lot of significance in Scripture. Uh, not just looking at the commentary breakdowns I said before. I try to make that clear to a lot of people. You don't want to preach off a breakdown. You want to get an understanding when you read the Word of God. You want to go pray. When you pray, you ask God to give you insight, information, and understanding about that which you are reading. This is why the Word comes forth 
First Corinthians, first Corinthians, and that's what the chapter and that's how it goes. He reveals everything to you. But the work you have to do is only come through a spiritual understanding, a spiritual enlightenment. So having a spiritual enlightenment, we gotta have an intimate conversation or have an intimate relationship with God. We gotta commune with him. If you want to commune with him, pray with him. It ain't always he's going to prayer the word of God to speak over in the book. I believe it's in the book of uh, uh, Philippians 2 and I believe it's verses 2 and 4, 2, 4 and 3. The word of God said, man should not just look after his own things. They look after other men's things also, other women's things. And he take care of yours and you take care of yours. Take care of theirs also. So it goes back to John 13, 34. It goes dealing with the love process, the treating process. Whenever somebody gives me something, I just want to roll off course here because I just feel the Holy Spirit about to jump in this. I'm going to make sure I stay the course. Whenever somebody gives you something and gives you something to use it with, you take care of their stuff better than you take care of your stuff. That's what Raul has always taught me. If, you, if somebody gives you something that's very important and valuable, whether it's a car or uh, whatever it may be, uh, you know, whatever, a bicycle, the kid, uh, sometimes coming to your home, you know, having not a place to stay. You want to be aware of the rules and the regulations. You want to be more mindful in their house than you are in your own house. Because the hospitality is to the point that gave you a privilege to come in and be there when you'd have anywhere else to live. It's the same thing with a J-O-B. Going to the job to get the opportunity to come in to make the money to pay the bills, whatever you have to do. So there's some things you have to break. You have to break into. You have to give a little bit to get a little bit. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You, gotta, you can't go in with that bullish attitude and just say, I'm going to do it my way. Or, you know, it, it, you know, of course, it's your way to hide it. You know, whenever you come in and try to misuse somebody else's position or somebody else's household or business, then, you know, you know, things left. You, know, you got to get out of here. You got to go. But this is what it is saying about the word of God. And read over here. And the reason that you guys are going to uh, monitors over here, I'm going to be looking at you guys from the point, from this point here, and I got some other monitors. I'm going to be focusing. We got some other shows rolling as well. As this show is going, I got other shows. TJ is doing also, so they're watching also. So I'm be watching them over here, and I'll see you guys here. So we want to make sure we got an angle and get it kind of on both sides. And we're going to move it forward. The word of God decrees and declares according to the word of God over here in the book of Luke chapter five in the King James version. And the Bible says, and it came to pass as the people had pressed upon him. Notice what the word of God said, pressed upon him. Anytime the people are pressing upon God. They heard rumors and words about the miracles, the signs, the things. Like the woman with the issue of blood. You know, all the doctors she went through and all the things she had to go through. But she found out there was one man that can heal her. The word of God decreed and declared in the midst of her condition, even though it was hard for her to be in public with that particular area, that ministration she was dealing with. She went out there and she said, look here, if I can just get to the tip of the dog, you know, I won't be named, I won't be held accountable to the sickness that I have or whatever's going on in my body because I'll be immediately healed. Now that takes some kind of effort for you to go in the midst of a dangerous situation knowing that you're going to touch it. The only way you're going to live through it is the rules and regulations in place and the laws. And she come right in the midst of a foaming crowd of people. And most of you know what you say, somebody touched me. With all the people around you, now, you, now this is the one thing you look at the scripture, you, you, you understand this. Because the disciples, even though they were disciples were chose by Jesus Christ, they still had flaws like all of us. We're in the midst of that crowd, we went with the issue of made our way to the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. Jesus, not only not only she touched the garment, she made a connection. She made a connection because there was something in her had a warning to these people. So you got to want to have something. In other words, you got to press through. When something's going on in your life and you don't seem like things are coming to where they need to be, God is a way maker. But the way is made with you when you put your heart in what you're doing. Just like I said about effort. When you, you're designed to do something, business, whatever it may be, it 
it may be failing. Uh, you may be going through some circumstances in your marriage. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody. Situation of situations around you may not look good from your point of view. Listen to me, we saying it, man. It may look good from your point of view. But the word of God says, cast your cares upon me because I'm the one to care for you. When you learn to focus on him and not focus at the situation, God declared that he's a may worker. He's a, he's a way maker. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm a God that makes ways out of nowhere. That's my mother's favorite word. And I saw it happen. Even in the midst of things that we saw that was going on as kids, we saw some things happen. We saw plenty of miracles during the course of the time in our household with the prayers of our mother. And she prayed. This is what got to, this has captured us. To understand this is a true God because we saw with our own eyes. That's when the word of God decrees according to, if you look at the book of Hebrews, look at the Hebrews, Hebrews of faith, the substance of things hoped for, um, the evidence of things not seen. He said, by the elders, they gained a good report. So, what I saw my mother do in the prayers, how she took us to church, how she told us to pray, I believed and declared and decreed what happened with her, and I saw the miracle, and then the belief was in me. Everything I ever done from high school, on into college, even now, I always prayed. And I saw the miracles work. I saw the power of God move uh, fervently, powerfully in the life of my mother in the terms of what we bring children up under her wing. We were under that head. Because it says in Psalms, like, what was under her always under her head. So she covered us in our young age to a point that we grew up and we understand the word of God that says, train up a child in the way he or she should go and he will not, or she will not depart from the path. So that same initiation, when you think about it, goes back to John. Look at John chapter 15 about the tree vine, and he's the vine dresser. And the word of God declares the tree that every branch that, that's actually grown is it, designed to grow to be fruit. And whatever, whenever a branch grows and it puts out negative fruit or the limb is dead, then the fruit is dead. So when the word of God declares Jesus, God is the trunk, Jesus is the administrator of the leaves that grow forth. When the, when the, when the, when the, when the trees begin to grow and the leaves begin to flourish, it's supposed to put out a certain type of fruit that's in that tree. The Bible declares, according to the book of Genesis, every fruit is designed to make of its kind. And that's the same thing with you. You're designed through the power. Listen to what this apostle is telling you. I'm getting a prophetic mold here, but I'm going to throw it up here because I got to teach you. Gotta Whenever God teaches you to do something through the scripture, and it becomes it becomes uh, it comes to fruition, you begin to look and you pay more attention to it. When you look at a tree and the process of it growing, you look at the branches, you watch the way it grows. You, you see where it's going wrong at. Jesus declared according to John chapter 15, if that tree is not putting out productive fruit, and then what it can do is harm the other tree. So I've got to release it away from the good tree. It's like a situation where people get quarantined. Quarantined. They just went through the process of dealing with this COVID, and now they got this other monkey pox thing, whatever it's going on. But you know what the word of God declared to God said, in the midst of all of these things that are going on, those who trust in me. Those who believe in me, God said, I would decapitate the end of the enemy from coming against you in any shape, form, or fashion to let you believe and understand that I am not a God that I should lie. When I made, I made a promise to you about your life, according to Jeremiah 29, 11, the plan that I got for you, it's a great plan. It's a good plan. The Bible declares, according to Isaiah 55, 11, the weapons cannot be formed. Even though we look at Isaiah 54 and 16, the blacksmith is always trying to to create something against you as being a man or woman of God that walk in the anointed and the full power of the Holy Spirit. But you got to understand that you are part of a true vine. And being a part of a true vine, according to Isaiah 54 and that 17 verse, that can be no weapon formed against you. Go to John chapter 15. You're designed to put out good fruit, lofty fruit, plentiful, um, extraordinary fruit. So whatever you minister the word to, those who have an ear to hear, they're going to hear things that are going to be coming through the Spirit. When the Spirit speaks, 
it speaks and attacks the heart. I ain't talking about giving somebody rather about emotion and making people just jump and shout. I'm talking about when the power of God lands and hits you. When God comes back with an arrow to hit you with a spirit of the word, it'll hit you right, it'll spear you right in your chest. And it will convict you, it'll fold you up and make you believe and understand this is too much power for me just to stand still. As the word of God declares about Jeremiah, about the power of the spirit that was in him. He just left set up in his bones. We heard it back in the old days, in the Pentecostal churches. We see these things back in the days, and we see the power of God moving in the midst of the people. And then moving in the midst of the people, we just got some things going on here. Just, just, just stay focused here. In the, uh, in the midst of the people, God declared decree in the midst of those things that I will spread out my spirit, and I will pour it upon all flesh. Y'all see what I'm saying? When God begins to move, not what man says, but what the Holy Spirit has said, based on the fact that you give your life to Christ, Romans uh, 10, 8, 9. If you confess, believe, declare, and decree. Take that thing back over the book of Colossians. Colossians declares and decrees that even in the handwriting on the wall that tries to come against you, got to outreach all of that stuff. Anything that the enemy tries to come against you, verbally, physically, or spiritually, I can loose it, especially if it's a demonic force. I've shut down every form and every fashion of the enemy. Y'all listen to this apostle telling you. God plans for your life more than what you see. You be obedient. The Bible says, I declare you will eat the good. You will eat the good of the land. That's if you walk up right. Psalm 34, 11. There's nothing he will. Everything's in his will. He owns everything. The cattle of a thousand years. The creator, the designer of the, all the universe. There's nothing too hard for a God to do. This particular God who designed and engineered all things. The word of God comes over here. And he looks at this. And uh, you, you, you just got to see the power of the word. Well, how did all that come out of this? And he pressed upon the people. Just those little first word language. That's when the Holy Spirit begins to activate in you. That's when you become a conduit. When he put it through you, you be in the will of God. You become the word that he speak out of you. It won't be your words anymore. When you let loose and let go and let God handle everything in your life, man and woman of God. Baby, I'll tell you it's more than what you will ever see in your entire life. The word of God makes a decree according to Romans 10, uh, Romans 8 and 18, I think. It's like even in the midst of your suffering. Paul speaks about that to the people in Rome, in Romans 8 and 18, in the midst of their affliction. Paul said, I'll rock in for the suffering at this present time to not compare to the weight of glory that should be revealed. What did he just say? In short, everything that the king can want to look at the stove in your life, you said like you got cheated out of life back in your old and earlier days. God said, I will restore that in more. Not only not will I restore, running over, shaking over, I'll pour into your bosom. The Bible said, if you walk up right, According to what is it, Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing, the blessing. That's what Apostle Peter talks about, the covenant blessing. You got to know the covenant blessing. Go back over to the book of Luke. Look at the book of Luke. Lord, you got something moving in here. Hold it down, Holy Ghost. I'm, 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 I will move on you. What God declares right here, according to the book of Luke, chapter 5, and it came to pass. I want you to understand it came to pass in your life that some things are coming to pass. How is it coming to pass? Because God has made a promise to you. Come on, somebody. You got to talk with me here. This thing is powerful. You just look at the scripture, not from an education point of view, but from a spiritual perspective. The Bible declared it came to pass in your life that some things have come to pass. The Bible declared that the issues that you're dealing with is not on to death. Am I there with somebody? When you trust God through the process and lean not to what you think is right, but the knowledge got in all your ways, baby, you got to be a compass for the kingdom of God that he'll direct you in whatever he's called you to do. The Bible declares in the midst of that direction, in the midst of you moving, according to Matthew chapter six, chapter 7, in that 13, 14 verse, he said it's a wide path, it's a narrow path, but God will make you understand according to Psalm 27, it may be a shadow of the valley of death, but baby, I will accomplish you. 
I will show you the way to whatever it may be in your life. I decree according to the spirit and the power of God, according to the word of, the word of God in, in, in Isaiah 55, 11, there can be no weapon. I shut down every force of the enemy. According to Ephesians 1, 21, Father of all, am I there? Principalities, powers, I secated above in the name of Jesus. I shut down every prince and every power and every dominion and every force and try to think it could come against you. You can't touch this. When you're walking with God, the Bible declared me if I walk upright, huh, in the name of Jesus, I obey all the commands, all the statutes, all the precepts. Then the word of God tells me, Psalm 84, 11, that he's a son in a shield. And then that no good thing, what I would hold from those, that's if you walk upright. That's God's plan for your life. That's your Jeremiah 29, 11. But you got to seek you first the kingdom of God. Understand in Matthew 6 and 6. Pray. Get into your secret place. Really listen to what the word of God is saying in this time. Do you have the ear? Not just the physical ear. You know, what of God decrees and declares. Not just the physical ear, but a spiritual ear. And spiritual listening only comes through the Holy Ghost. This is why the word of God declares according to in there in the area of First Corinthians, second chapter and ninth verse. Eyes have not, ears have not, neither has it entered in. But when you go into him, then God begins to illuminate those particular five senses to the point that they all viewed in the spirit. You'll hear through the Spirit. You'll see through the Spirit. You'll speak through the Spirit. Then, God, you will breathe and smell the aroma of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. God will let you know I'm in the presence of you. And I decree, according to the Word of God, there should be no weapon formed, created, designed, or engineered against you. Shall prosper. God, I got a hedge on you. The Word of God comes back over here. Look at this Word of God in the book of Luke. I, I, I'm just, just, just roll with this apostle. Because I'm not roll, I just roll right in it. What God declares is they press the farm. When they came, they pressed. And they and they came and they pressed that the people pressed upon him. Now, when what I just, just want to, you know, I'm just listening to you. I'm going to hear this. The Bible says, and it came to pass that the people pressed it, the E.D., upon him. They were constantly coming upon him to hear the word. Now, if they're coming to God to hear the, something's happening, that's something that will draw you in the spirit. When you see people being healed from blindness, sickness, crippled walking, disease being healed, come on, somebody, you get a rumor of that, baby, you running because there's something in your life. You may not be in a physical ailment right now, but God will heal your mindset to the point of make you realize and understand, I give you a mind according to the Philippians 2 and 5, let the mind be in you that be in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's Galatians, but in the book of uh, Philippians 2 and 5, he says, you got to have a mindset. Set your mind. Set your mind up to receive the power of God. See, when you're receiving the things of the Spirit, you got to set yourself up. You got you to prep yourself to receive. Y'all understand what this apostle is telling you? Just like you going in the mirror, women who make their face up and do it themselves, get themselves together. What's more, she's going out to present herself to the public because she want to look her best. That's the same thing with the Word of God. Men, you got to put the best clothes on, best shirts on, whatever you want to do. But if you, look, if you got all that on, you got a wicked heart, it don't mean nothing anymore. All the makeup and all the shots and whatever you want to get, whatever you get, whatever you're done, tuck me in. If your heart ain't right, they ain't going to look at you more. Because if you got an ear to understand and you got a mind of the spirit, the Bible says spirit recognize spirit. Y'all understand what I'm saying? The Bible declares according to John 4, 24, for those who worship me. That's what he recognizes. That's when a person, I feel kindred in you. That's why when you can come to somebody and talk to them, you feel something. You don't know what it is, but you keep on talking to them alone. Not the lot of Holy Ghost go to work in that thing. You say, well, I knew something about you. 
If you, if you just don't come to talk to me like that. And I'm not identifying you. I got a radar. I got a spiritual radar that will zoom straight in the midst of your heart and see where you're coming from. Because it ain't no good. I said to let you babble off. But if you're talking with God and you got you really true what you're saying, I, 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 I can feel that. And most people in the ministry don't understand that. Who walk with the power of the Holy Spirit, they can feel it. So you can't think. See, you can't think. You can't think a real. See what I'm saying? When the word of God in the last day, false prophets may come. Let them come. You care what the false prophets come? Call them out. Tell them what they are. Y'all understand what I'm telling you? Be bold in the spirit not to step back and just let somebody speak a prophecy on you and you know good and well they ain't got nothing to do with you. And then they give you some kind of halfway story about the fact that they may not come now, but they'll come later on. Man, you got to take that stuff. When God speaks a word, he says, I speak both spiritually and truth. And those who worship me will worship me in spirit and truth. When God is speaking a word in your life, man, woman, God, it's going to come to fruition to the point something's going to prick in you and break you to the point you can't stand before the power of God. But when a revelation has been rattled off over your life and in your life about what he's about to do for you, and it ain't really what he's about to do, it's already done. You just got to get yourself up out of loader bar and move and do what God has called you to do and give an effort because I can't coach effort. That's something you have to do. The word of God comes back around. Am I ever going to get out of this, this, fifth, this fifth verse, this, this, this five or one? I don't know because the Holy Ghost in this thing. The Bible said it came to pass that the people pressed upon him. And they heard the word of God. Listen to what they're saying. Faith come up in here and hear come of the word. They heard the word of God. And the Bible says, stood by the lake of Genesis with the sea of Tiberias. And the word of God said, and they saw a ship standing by the lake, but the fishermen were going out of them. Now, I want you to really understand that. The Bible declares, when you look at, you go to read scriptures, I don't want to go too far in John. You look at John 21. You look at first uh, St. John 21. You see what happened during Jesus' course of time. He went there and then uh, kind of mistreated by the high priest and Peter out there warming himself. Y'all know the story. He came back and then he gets to that point. John chapter 21, he goes back. Jesus called him some fishing. And now he gets to it. And that's, and that's one thing about people. The, the first time when you go through something in your life, you go back. You, you know, listen to me. I, 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 I want you to really understand this apostle because, I mean, I don't know why the Holy Ghost got me over, but it's in there for some reason. There are some things that we as individuals have in our life. And if we're ever going to move forward, we got to know how to let go. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not trying to put on sides of anybody. There are some things in my life and in your life you're going to have to let go if you want to see the blessings of the Lord. There are some things in the midst of broken relationships. This is what I'm saying. The, 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 I, I, I hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking to me. There are some things that happen in men and women of God's life has caused departure. And in the midst of the departure, anger has set in and there's been a division. And that division, it began to become a war. Some men and some women are dealing with war all their life because they don't know how to let go of whatever they're dealing with. There's men I've talked to, has been in relationships. There's women I've talked to, has been in faulty relationships. Who don't know but one side, this is y'all, this is possible. I don't know why the Lord got my listening to me speak this. How the Lord has got them in a position of hearing only one side of something that was true or untrue. This is what I'm saying. Whenever you come in the midst of an individual and you're a person, you don't know your father, you don't know your mother, you don't know the whole story. You got to at least let them know, look, I want to find out where my father is or where my mother is because I want to hear the other side of the story. Now, this is what I'm saying to you to do. 
when they go to start cocking up some stories and telling you about you need to ask me for what I need. No, I don't need to ask you because that's going to be your status. So I don't need to with his status or her status. So I need to be aware of what really happened in this relationship. When they go to tell you, go ask your auntie, go ask you. No, I don't ask him. In the midst of those things, separations that took place, and there are people who are still harboring and hanging on anger. Listen to this prophet as he tells you. I'm in the prophetic mode now. There are things that happen in the lives of people, and you have damaged and done things toward another individual, but you have moved on. Maybe you're married or whatever it may be, but there are still governmental things you hold in a gentle individual, and you're holding them down. I can hear the word of God say, if you release it and you let it go. I declare by the word of God, whatever you let go, whatever hurts you have had, you let it go. God said, I'll restore more than what you can see. That's what the word of God declares according to uh, uh, Romans, uh, Romans 8 and 18. Rocking for the suffering. What, what have you suffered? What have you suffered through? What, see, it, 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 it's not good, man or woman God, when you have left situations behind because you're still hanging on to the root. You're still dragging the root. Some men and some women that went on to remarry and married again, and maybe another man came into their life. Why am I hitting on relationships? Because this is the most thing that's holding a lot of us back. You've been so angry at him, or he's been so angry at you, you still holding stuff over his or her head. And you're not able to let it go. And God said, the only way I can bless you is you got to release it. I got to, you got to release it. That's a big thing for you to release. No matter how bad that hurt may have been, no matter how bad the problem may have been, you got to release it and know that God said, I want to bring more things into you, but you won't let it go. And you find yourself being complacent and stuck there. And when you're stuck there, you have no idea how that thing can grow in you and it become normal. It become a normal mindset. And then the same thing with the other children that's been raised up in that, in that toxic relationship they begin to have a, the same mindset. So what are you doing? You raise up another possibly murderer, killer, uh, destroyer, robber, shooter, gangster, whatever it may be. And I'm not putting anybody down. Because sometimes when you don't understand what you're doing to people, you got a government here that don't mind cleaning you out and taking whatever you got. I'm talking to somebody. You need to learn how to let things go and release the things that's causing you to be held back with the blessing that God has in store for you. Let it go. Because God declared to you, I will make a way out of nowhere. I will cause whatever the enemy to do evil. I'll make it to good. I, whatever the devil meant to be evil, I will turn it to good. You got to let it go. Let old relationships go. Let old hurts go. Let old pain go. Look, drop it. Because God is really wanting the best you. And I'm telling you, man of God, listen to this prophet as we're telling you right now. The Holy Spirit is an earth more powerful than ever before. If you miss the run in the season, what you're in, man, well, God, it's going to be a long time before you come back around again. And you know that through the truth to be what it is. Sometimes your mother tells you not to do something, you do it, they get you. And they let you go. And when they come back and get you again, they get you for old end loop. That's what they always I'll get you and I'm going to get you for old end loop. That means they're going to tear you, they're going to tie into yourself. And they're going to tear you up because now it has built up. But what you have to do, don't let God get you in a position where he's telling you over and over again what you should do. And you're hanging on to it based on your physical hurt or your physical hardness in your heart. you got to let it go. Now, some people say, man, you're talking like a fool. Okay, well, not just, not just like with Jesus Christ. They call him a fool, too. You don't know the story. I know the story. I ain't got to know the story, but Jesus knows the story. He just gives me the deed of work to let things go. 
Let things go. Reconcile. Be able to reconcile not half your life, but all of your life. Reconcile those things back to Christ to the point of knowing that he can bring you out of whatever condition or circumstance that may be in. Don't hold on to old hurts, old pains. Y'all, I'm with you guys. Old hearts, old pains that can kind of destroy you what God has in store for you. Remember, he said, I came into you. You know, you see, I came with you to have life and have life more abundant. God got some abundancy for you, but you got to let go of the old things. You go back and say, I don't know why the Holy Spirit pulled me there, but it's something to be said and something that you not take lightly because it's real. The Word of God declares once again, we're going to move kind of, we're going to push it, we're going to put in warp speed right here for a minute because I got to push on it because we have 30 minutes into the show and I know I had to do what the Holy Spirit had me to say out of here before I go into this word to continue to move forth. The Bible said it came to pass, they pressed upon him the Word of God. They stood by the lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Tiberias, and about to saw ships by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. I understand that point, washing their nets. Washing their nets, a person is not being busy for God. You're not, you know, washing. I'm going to use washing. You may not like it. Washing means to be in busy body with something else. It's not about God, too. But you are washing the nets. You may be washing nets. It may be a semen type thing that people need to wash to make a semen. They're going to probably, you know, break or whatever it may be. But when you're doing the work, if you're washing your nets, and I'm just going to say it like this in such a way, sometimes wash, you wash your nets too hard. Sometimes it's like an athlete on the field. They try to hurry to get them back out because they're critical to the race. They got to get them back in the race. Like these race cars. You see the race cars that go on track, they blow a tire and they got to get them back into the race because there's a point needed. They got to get back in. They got to get that thing back in there and get what's in for the lap again. So what I said is, I'm washing their nets. They smell all their pit stop for too long. <laughs> the name of Jesus. They were washing their nets. And the Bible said he entered to the ship with the sign of Peter. Sometimes God knows what ship he needs to enter to. See, God, he, in this particular area, see, God is trying to enter into your ship. But God said, you take your pit stop. You wash your nets like a pit stop. You, you pit stop too long. You, you, you got to, see, sometimes when people get blessings, they begin to let, they, they lay back on God. They relax. And that's a normal a natural part of a person when they get a relief off them, when they get a heavy debt off them, they come out of situations, they tend to relax. And but when you understand the process of a fight, you never really relax. You may let the other line go forth, but you it's a rotation of your season keep coming. And the more you gain experience in your season, the more the fight gets to you to the point you just slaughter everything in front of you. See that's when the word of God tells you your word is in your mouth. That's why I say above every prince, every power, every dominion. You got to speak that word. God has given dominion, supremacy, power. Uh, I have not had the spirit of fear. You got to understand that God has given dominion, supremacy. I got the ability to speak and call things that be not whatsoever. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I got the ability to understand that God is the creator of all things. Is that anything too hard for him to do? I believe and trust that the things that are seen are not unseen. I things are seen, but the things that are seen are unseen. The things that are seen are temporal. I got the ability. According to Romans 4, 17, I can speak it. Call whatever's in the kingdom into fruition if I can believe it. You got the ability. It's in your mouth. That's the word of God that's in you. The Bible says, according to Genesis 1 and 26, you've been given dominion, supremacy, and power over the entire earth. He put everything in position. He put you over it. But you got to understand how to handle it. God can't put the power in your hand if you don't teach you how to handle it. He can't give you all the things because you're misused. You can't go around speaking, you know, doing, you know, just think if he gave people power like Jesus Christ. He's going to try to cast people in the hell. You'll be going to hell. You're a devil. You ain't got no really, you got no power to do that. You can't cast nobody to hell. You, 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 just, you just ain't got that ability to do that. You, you're, not, you're not a God. You don't have that authority. The Bible says, according to what is it, Romans uh, 
23 and 23. I just gonna cast him out of hell and the Lord of God said, all has fallen short. David is bad. Elijah did it bad. Ezekiel did it bad. They didn't cast him to hell. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Everybody got the belief fall. But you gotta understand you gotta work out your own soul salvation with fear and tremble. Look what's in the third verse and enter to the ship for Simon. He prayed. He prayed uh, he prayed him that he would <clears throat> watch out uh launch out from the land and set down uh launch out from the land and set down and he taught the people from the ship. Well, in the second city. And then that rumble come up. <laughs> He said he taught the people from the ship. Now, when he taught the people from the ship, kind of go back over to the area. If you just just think about this, the reason he got in the ship because what happened in verse one never stopped. The people constantly coming, constantly falling and falling, like a person with confidence. And you get constantly can control the crowd and people get trampled. So Jesus said, "Okay, let me see all these other jump out in the water." <laughs> I mean, I ain't even a nigga like that. Let me see y'all jump out in the water. Then. Thrust out. He taught the people out of the ship. The word of God says in the fourth verse, now when he, when he left speaking, he stopped speaking. He said, Time to teach you. Look, launch out. Now, this is the thing. He said, Launch out. Now, we got to understand the reason he said that because he's really, from my perspective, what I see, he's really hitting on that chapter, that chapter two. I mean, that verse two, chapter five, and verse two. Because you, you pit stop for too long, you're not doing the word of God. Sometimes you need to light a fire. That's what we have revival. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Hubba, hubba, let's go. Coaches can tell us. Hubba, hubba, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Let's go. You know, sometimes we get relaxed. The blessings come in, the new home, the new husband, the new whatever you have, wife, kids, children. You, you can lose focus. But you got to stay focused on the goal. The goal is kingdom. You got to do the work of the kingdom. You got to do the work while still done. All the blessings that happen around me, I got to still stay focused. So I believe that Jesus did this. He got to repeat the both. He specifically talking to him. In that area of the book of Luke 5 and 2, he said, Now, what are you doing? Why are you wasting time launching out here watching your neck? And you're going to see why he was watching his neck. Because people thought that the pit stopped to the point at this time when we don't down in there, we're going to see that in the midst of the time from a skillful fisher, you're not supposed to fish these lakes at this certain time. So he's looking at a time frame. We get caught up in a, a circumstance, a, a situation. And I believe that God said, and that, and that goes back to, you hear what I'm saying, this is Prophet 7, because I'm in the prophetic mode right now, and I hear the word of God say, in this circumstance, God can still speak to us in the midst of a circumstance, you got to believe it. And God said, he's a God to make a way out of no way, and it's not for you to be permanent where you are. Sometimes you're in that position at Romans 8 and 18, it looks like there's no way out. But God said, in the midst of those things, I'm the God that makes ways out of no way. God makes provisions for you. God makes every crooked path straight and good. That's what his word says. He comes back over here and looks in the fourth verse. And when he left him speaking, he said to Simon Peter, launch out into the deep. Launch out of the deep is an indication, man, look here. Let your wings spread. Because I'm about to show you that you can't hold me. My word is power. I'm a speaker of it. And that's what you got to do. The same thing Jesus did when he was going to the upper coast. He didn't even have to lay his hand on those lepers. He just said, look, go show yourself to those boys that put you in prison in this camp. Go show yourself to the priest. And even though the other ones didn't come back, the ones who did come back, you got the blessing. Maybe the ones who didn't come back, the reason stood for them later on, you know, they say they, they left the reason they came back with money. But I don't know, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of loose about that. People talking about the Jews probably came back. But I believe once, once God, any of you like people, once God blesses you, 
And sometimes we don't go back and give him thanks. You know what I'm saying? It's good. It takes good to give him thanks. And sometimes you may not go back and give him thanks. But God is not like, he's not like a, he's not like a human person. Oh, I gave him this and that, 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 that. No, he said, I believe mean, yeah, I mean, God let him, let him make it. Let him make it. Like he told the man at the beautiful gate, okay, go out there, man, you here. You know, don't go out and do no more. Like what's saying, come up on you. You know, everybody Jesus healed, you never see in the word of God. You think about the power of God's word. You look at modern medicine today. But Jesus healed people. They didn't have to go back and check up for anything. We all may not know what happened to those people. Lion, Barnum, Davis, man, the beast, the gate. We may not know all the stories that happened to those people. But if you understand it, you never see them coming back in the Bible saying, that now you see one thing in the blind bottom and babies, I'm gonna touch on it a little bit, but it, it's not really critical. I heard a person talk about that, but I, I, I don't believe that for not one moment because it's too much education. Whenever God does something for you, and He told him to go dip, the blind body said, Go dip the pool, so long he said, Can't let this other man is treated. Now, somebody said you've seen him in the spiritual sense, but no, no, you hear that brother, he said, because sometimes. When you got such doubt and belief in you, you can stagger it. You can stagger your healing by having a full faith belief about what God can do. Now, he probably been in that condition so long. And the word of God declared when he went to the pool of Shalom. Now, I'm not speaking from an education point of view. I'm speaking from a spiritual perspective. How God, I've seen how he beats certain people. When God heals certain people in a certain way, he heals them in stages. It's almost like he says they believe, they trust, their doctor reports. The Bible declares according to the word of God. I guess 51 for who has the leader report and who has the arms of the report being revealed. You understand the process in that mix when you think about it spiritually that God does things, but he does it gradually. Not that he can take it away from Jesus said when he heals the man at the uh, the bullet at the pool of Bethesda, you know, to see him come back in, you see the man at the beautiful gate, and just told him, okay, don't go back, but well, actually Peter John at the beautiful gate. But when you see Jesus with the woman with the issue of blood, see the process, the woman called him Mr. Adultery. Jesus forgiveness, you don't see Jesus went back to anything. Even you see the situation in the book of Isaiah, when the man of God was up there, what was his name? What was his name? It pulled my mind a little bit when he came up and he gave the man of God, he said, look, here, here, get your house in order. What's this? What's this? You know what I'm talking about. Get your house in order because tomorrow you're going to die. And he was Hezekiah. And he looked to the wall and he said, look here, Lord. Da, 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 da. He said, look, you know the work I've done for you. He changed the heart of the prophet to go back. And they're going to fix him on you, but we know how Hezekiah came out because of his rebellion. So when God does things for you in your life, it's not all the time we look at this particular scripture and we think about the process that, uh, that uh, even with the, the, the men, the, 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 men the, uh, the lepers, they came back, and I'm speaking on the point here, they came back and did just praise for their healing and about to receive what God thing. But I don't think God, I don't think he's petty like we are. I don't think he, 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 he grumbled behind stuff like that. But there are people who have never been in the church and been healed. I see people that never knew the name of God. And sometimes you look at these scriptures, and these people out here, some of these people didn't have a, a spiritual relationship, but God healed them. That's a testimony that the power that he could do. He goes on down here and he's thrust out, and he's thrust out, and he beat the people from the ship. And the word of God says in the fourth book, now he said, he said, he said, as he left speaking, he said, this time to see that he launched out into the deep. Now, I want you to understand that launched out. Now, I want you to look at a little commentary breakdown. Commentary breakdown, you get illustration about what they are saying. That's a person who's walking in education. But I want to give you a revelation of point of view. When God tells you and declares in the word of mouth, when God speaks the word of God, and this, to my understanding, to what I feel that the Lord is telling me, when God tells you to give you the okay to launch out, that means whatever it may be. That's a job, that's like when 
Jeremiah 17, 17. There's nothing too hard with it. Once you give you okay, that means that the ability to broke all rules and regulations that man has set in place. People have rules and regulations set in place according to their fishing skills. That you're not supposed to fish those waters in a certain part of the time of the day. But Jesus broke that thing. He said, now on my word, I'm going to do it. And when he came down here, you look at this word, he prayed them to be launched out into the deep. And he said, let down your nets. Look, he said, nets with an F. Let down your nets for a drought. Now listen to what's real carefully. He said, let down your nets for a drought. Simon Peter answered and said unto the master, we have toiled. Now this is what he gets off course at. When you start looking at the circumstances of not looking at the word, when God tells you to go, someone like a Moses out there in the midst of going across the Red Sea, he said, what do you got in your hands? That staff. Moses' staff, I'll stretch it out. Moses stretched the staff out and the water began to split. And Moses said, there like something wrong with him. God said, why are you still standing? Tell the people to move forward. Because he was mesmerized. See, God does things that obliterate your mind, but you got to be in sync with what's going on to hear what the Spirit has to say. When you understand what he said this word, he said, declare, he said, lie down and deep. And let down your nets for a drought. The Bible declared they were washing nets. You look at the area in the second verse, it's washing nets. Well, with those same nets, he said, drop, let down your nets for a drought. The time of Peter began to bicker, complain, not that we have toiled. See, that's when he was getting the rebellion coming in. Because now you're separating natural from spiritual. When you separate natural from spiritual, baby, you're going to have a problem. According to Bruce, uh, according to, uh, According to uh, Peter Rawls, those fish, you don't fish like people early in the morning. You're fishing the same morning. You're fishing stories, you're fishing bad post stories. And then you're not supposed to fish a certain way to say that way. But, but Jesus wasn't even looking at that. This particular story, when you think about it, it takes you back, you know, I was just talking about John chapter 21, when Jesus declared the creed and he showed up on the lake and he told him, let's you know, cast your net on the right side. Now, the Bible declared, that Peter was out there fishing all night. But that's after he rebelled against the process and Jesus over there getting hooked up and slapped up by the high priest. And he went back over and he said, he said, this boy, you go to John chapter, uh, you go, let me show you something here. You go over here to, uh, I believe, and I want to make sure, you go over here at 647, you try to get up by 515. Y'all send me for a minute. Go here to the book of uh, John. Y'all turn to the book of John. I'm going to go to another monastery up here because I got my other audience up here watching also. Go in the book of John. Um, let's go to John. Let's go to John. Same John. Let's go to chapter 20. Let's go to chapter 21. Look at John chapter 21. The word of God says, go here in this area of scripture. Now, this is when the office is already impeded when folks are doing a funeral. He's not in position. Then he's kind of handled by the high priest. And now get to this point right here. And lots of other things he showed himself. His disciples, his city system. Uh, John chapter 1. John chapter 21, verse 1. After these things, he showed himself again to the disciples. Notice he showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And the Bible declared over here in this area, he said, he showed himself. And he said, it was together Simon Peter, Thomas called the mayor, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the son of Zebedee, and two others uh, of the disciples. Now, notice what Peter said. Now, what did God declare, even in the book of Luke chapter uh, 5 over here? Jesus declared that they was washing their nets. If you understand the calling that was on Peter's life when he was down by the lake, he called and he left the Father. He went with Jesus. And Jesus declared the creed, I will no longer be fishing and a fishing and fishing with a man. That was a prophetic word he spoke and he said he didn't see it because he still had a, a, another occupation that he was looking at. But Jesus declared, I'm about to change your occupation. When I change your occupation, this is what you're going to do. In other words, whenever God 
brings you out. He can get you to be man of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Whenever God brings you out, you never desire to go back to the place you used to be. But with your hardship, failure, poverty, and issues, you don't lead to the flesh. But the flesh can bamboozle you. It can lead you to take you away from things that God has prepared for you. The Bible says, uh, Peter, Demaeus, Nathaniel, Galilee, the son of Zebedee, all of them left. And Peter said, I'll go and fish. And they said, we'll go also. So he pulled them into fishing. You come on down in the scriptures. The Bible says over in that fourth verse of John 21 and 4, he said, but when the morning was coming, the Jesus stood by the shore, and the disciples had knew that it was Jesus. Now look what he said. When Jesus stood by the shore, that morning came, Jesus stood, stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that he it was. Now, according to what they're looking at, they think he still hemmed up over it, caught up in that situation with the grief and all that. The word of God comes back over here in the area of John chapter 5, but Jesus said unto them, Children have you any need. Now, he, he didn't say the apostles said, children. Now, you know, Jesus called all of his children. You know, you think about that. We're all children of God. I mean, look here, man. You got to really understand that. Everybody's a child of God. Not based on what? Look, not based on what the prophet, the apostle, prophet, David, pastor, teacher, children. Because if you go back to the word of God in Ephesians, you look at Ephesians chapter 1, and Peter gives his declaration about the process of him coming into that particular area to the people of Ephesus. It declares and decrees that God predestined it and called you for your own, for he, he called you under his own good will, for his own purpose. He designed you for his good intent. Good or bad, everybody still got the right to kill life. You can't be judged and judged of anybody. Go back to Romans chapter 23. You messed up too. I mean, if all the other apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers was all messed up, then you, just, you got some stuff you got to work out too. So you can't look down on anyone. And it goes back to you think about the word of God when it was out there and they were talking about coming to the area of, of uh, I think it was dealing with the process and it, it served my man here. I think it was in the, um, I think it was coming in the midst of a garden and it was about the, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, anyway, it's going to come to me and I'm going to get it. But it, 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 it was, when, I hate this teaching. I hate doing stuff like that. God said, stay on course. But when it came over here, the Bible says, the morning Jesus stood by the sea and they said, you know, Jesus said, have you to meet? Okay, they have none. Shouldn't have any meat. Okay, they have nothing. He said, so when Jesus said, cast us on the right side, that you should find. The Bible said, when they came, it was such a multitude of fish. Look what I'm saying. By just the word of God, based on the same scripture over in Luke chapter uh, uh, Luke chapter 5, in that particular verse, Jesus told him to let down the net for a drought. That drought is the point. It's not so much of the net and the fish. It's about the word of God. Listen to me, man of one God. Hear me and hear this prophecy. I'm telling you. The Bible talks about over in the book of Acts chapter 4. Now I'm just all over the place. In Acts chapter 4, he speaks about the same thing. When Peter and uh, when James and John came into the midst of the assembly of the people, and they began to speak the word. You look at Acts chapter 4. If you go to the government, y'all look in the Acts chapter 4 for a minute. Just go to script Acts chapter 4. Now, and all this is coming together. All this is going to be a part of this four-part series because I'm just kind of giving you a lot of stuff. I'm just nailing stuff. On through this fourth of the series as I go along, I'm nailing stuff and telling you what's going on. The Bible declared over here in the book of Acts, look at the book of Acts, look at the Acts chapter 4. Now he's spoken to the people, look at Acts chapter 4, this is when Peter and John was arrested. Now he's spoken to the people and the priests of the capital of the temple and the Sanctuaries, and they came upon him. They said, being greatly disturbed, they talked to people and preached Jesus Christ, the resurrection from the dead. Now look what he said, they preached through Jesus Christ, the resurrection from the dead. And the Bible said, they laid hands on them. And they put them in custody until the next day. And look at it, God said over here in the fourth verse. However, many of them heard the word. Y'all, did y'all get that? It doesn't matter. Once the word is spoken, 
it doesn't matter. Once the, when the word is spoken, it's the, it's the damage is done. Because it's going to be the ears of a believer. Once the word is spoken, if you declare like this, don't, he said, don't worry about the one who's going to kill the body. Worry about who kill the spirit. Because when you're doing the word of God, man, like you speak it through the spirit. And if they torment you, even if it is Peter, John, and all of them, it, it was always, we read the scriptures, we read the stuff now. It's affecting us now, even though they was actually tormented and, and butchered, whatever they've done, we're still reading with the inspiration of what they've done. This is why the word of God declares in the book of area uh, book of Hebrews, faith substance, is the hope of not seeing. But the elders, these reports are great reports. This stuff still works today. It's still moving. But you got to have a man to understand what he's saying. The word of God comes over here and it puts an order in this particular area. We look at this particular order over here in the area of the book of uh, John chapter 21, 6 verse. And therefore, therefore, the disciples, and because 7 verse, therefore, the disciples of Jesus love said, said it, uh, therefore, the disciples of Jesus love said unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now, Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord. And the Bible said he, he, the Bible said he girded himself. Now, when you think about this, this area, when he girded himself in his fishing coat, that's why he girded, he was out there fishing, he was toiling. The same thing over in the book, area over here in the book of Luke. In the book of Luke, he was he was he was under anger. He was under mismanagement because he believed that he was toying, trying to go back. See, what, what is the apostle? Whenever you go back, you don't have you don't have success unless the word of God opens it up. Once God calls you to do something, then look, hell and high water may hit you, but baby, you got to stay the course. It could be something hit you, knock you down, but you got you got to still move straight ahead. That's why I'm saying you got you know you got to keep it moving. Stuff gonna hit you, gonna knock you down, but baby, you gotta keep it. That's my word, you gotta keep it moving. I wrote a book about that, keep it moving. I ain't even gonna release it. A lot of my stuff I got, I ain't releasing it out there. I ain't putting it out there. I got at least 34 books out there over the years. I ain't putting nothing now. I'll be like the boy, uh, all more changes. My, my daughter's gonna put my stuff out. Because I don't believe in trying to get commission to write a book. Because my rest of it's prophetic. Because a lot of people just end up doing a shit to try to get some money from the Bible. And when God calls you to do a work, man, it's like it's a great work. And it's always a work that's going to be coming to the public eye. It's going to be a spiritual eye. When Jesus declared that he said, have you in the need but cast your net on the right side, Peter understood the order of the Levitical priesthood. Come on, somebody. That Peter had to gird his fishes coat and put it on the swim in the presence of Jesus. According to the Levitical order, you can't come in the presence of God and you're naked to the show. Even they went to the Holy of Holy, the priest had to have pants on up under their garment. They couldn't go in their neck about themselves. When we think about the Word of God, now we've got to get out of here. I'm pushing a little hard on you guys. Got to be, it's been a little too long here. When we think about the Word of God, the Word of God comes up. I'm going to break this off here. In the book of Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. The Bible said over here in the area of the fifth verse, Samuel Peter answered and said, We have toiled. That's the mind separation. We have toiled all night with these nets. But look at this, nevertheless, he complained first. He said, nevertheless, at your word, he didn't completely obey, obey it. Because you understand, before I get to this point, look at verse 2, you look at the net, it was an F on the end of that. You go down here to the other part of the verse, when Jesus declared over here, and cast out the net for a drop, he said net. But Peter said, nevertheless, twice he said, in the area of this particular area, they're washing their net. And Jesus said, according to the word of God, cast out your nets in verse 4. Your nets, they had multiple nets. Sometimes when people don't believe where they should, they kind of have copy stuff, have ways to allow it. And that's when the word of God comes from. People see, people believe based on popularity. And that's a lot of time they're missing stuff. They, they, they based on the, the popularity of the system. 
and they look at the, the, the outpour or the affluence or, or the, whatever it may be, the energy. They feed off of that rather than the spiritual understanding the insight that will help them. They move on a falsified word to the point they look at the enthusiastic of the word or the enthusiasm of the word, and they think that's doing something. You're just making a whole lot of noise and sense. Like you said back in the back of the day, you're just talking loud and you ain't saying that. When you get on the field, we're going to find out what you made of. Some people get on the real part of the field, they'll fold up like a wet towel because they can't handle it. You get out there, often behind them poor pitch, you get out there in the streets, you go to some of these areas in Dallas, some of these East Dallas, West Dallas, South Dallas, you can't hold it. Get in the Grove, South Dallas, you can't hold up with those nice, pretty words and nice suits you have on. Man, they got there, they'll tear your little stuff up, your little pretty stuff up. You can't walk in the area of the body of Christ. You got to be a warrior, baby. And you got to train up warriors to go out there. And you got to be a warrior yourself. And when it comes down to fighting in the battles, you got to get your hands dirty too. Just don't push the disciples out there. The other people, you get out there too. Also. Don't just go to the good part. Go out there and see what's going on. A lot of y'all ain't been out there so long, you don't even know how it is. There's some bad stuff going on out in the world, baby. And I'm telling you, they ain't playing no games out of me. You come with that old half-cock conversation, they're going to shut it down. You can look good behind your poor picture, all the nice things that make people feel good. But, baby, when you get into rougher stuff, you got to find out what you're made out of. And the word of God comes down on him, he told him, Peter said, I will cast. He said, he was washing that net. And he came down in the area, and we told him to cast out that net for a girl. Peter said, by your will, I'll cast out the net. He didn't want to put the full net out there. Laziness. I'll cast out the net. So when he cast out the net, he wasn't able to receive everything that Christ was about to do for him. That's the same thing with John chapter 5. When he said, cast your net on the right side, you go down the story, you had to dig in the other ship to get the fish and pull them in. But in this particular story right here, Jesus proved the point that, on my word, I don't care what your skills of fisherman is and how good you are fishing. When I give you a word in the spirit, baby, you better believe it. Because I'm telling you, faith come by hearing, and hearing come by the word of God. Father God, I thank you. I bless you for the man and woman of God who had a chance to entertain and be with us on this word today. Father God, even as we go forth, we just decree according to the spirit, according to the power of your word, Father God, that it will continue to launch forth, Father God, as we go forth in this series, Father God, give us revelation, give us insight, give us wisdom, give, give us hallelujah, give us direction, and let us continue to know and understand in the midst of the fight, Father God. We will fight this good fight today. Bless the man and woman God that is able to do Test them, Father God. Let it illuminate the hearts and mind of us. They will strongly receive with the gratification that comes to your spirit. Father God, these things I speak not of myself, but through the power of your blood. I call them in place, Father God. They will be covered by the Holy Ghost. I put it to the third heaven. They will not go by voice, but they will come. And they shut down every mouth of the soothsayer that try to come against us on the outside. Yes, in your precious name, I pray, Lord. Amen. So it's a pleasure, you guys, to be in here at HMRC Studios. It really is. For that, I want to anchor show and thank 